it's and Tim Cook is such a weirdo, and you can kind of like see his dick bulge the whole time. It's like really, <laughs> yeah, fucking weird. showing it off. Yeah, yeah, it's like look at this. Dick Do you bulge. want a jaddy to take your panties off? <laughs> to a bad start as usual uh, toby's nervous we have toby louie here for the first time ever hello everybody long time friend first time guest yeah it's great to be here um why is toby here isaac what well, does toby, toby do who are we don't you? know who we are you know. uh i am a producer in los angeles in the tv and film world big and, shot producer not some well, piddly shit producer i don't know if that's true but one day maybe yeah you're already a big shot producer well thanks you've had a, a movie on netflix we did well it was it was a, a movie that we took to the south by southwest film festival and then it went it was sold to mgm uh actually another one of your frequent guests seth goldsmith was a co-writer on it yeah and uh yeah we sold to mgm and then after a short run it was uh it was on netflix for for a couple of years and on the front page of netflix i'll say it was one of the ones that mm-hmm. you when you're searching through it came up at least on my well, I, I at think least on yeah mine. that maybe you you like that kind of movie well i don't know i think it was probably on the front page of a lot of people's okay i mean it was like indie comedy you know like yeah, right there. i don't know that true indie netflix works that way i think it's very <laughs> their algorithms based. are very <laughs> complicated <laughs> yeah. it's like if you were on facebook you'd see something different than if i were do you know what i mean we that would be a good thing to test. Well, I think we're going to get into that a little bit. That's well, right. we've got you've got. Do you have Netflix on your phone? Because I've got it on my yeah, app out I there. We'll just open it up and see what and see what's there. Yeah, let's what's do there. it. Okay, what are you seeing? What uh, are we reading? Sections or what? So you're on the app. I'm on the app. Okay, so obviously not continue watching. All right, the first thing I see at the very top is Our Planet. Okay, what's on your very top? For popular on Netflix? No, no, no. The very, very top of the whole See, mine, mine is organized in these categories. No, I know. But look, when you look at the very top. Oh, Love, Death, and Robots. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is different. Although mine might be different because my parents use my account. Yeah, also various <laughs> people use mine too. So then popular on Netflix, what do you see? Our Planet. Our Planet. The Dirt. I got All the President's Men. Ant-Man and the Wasp. I got Quicksand. Santa Clarita Diet. Uh, are we looking at the popular Netflix? Very yes. Top? I got Highway Man. Pineapple Express. Whoa. I got The Dirt. The Office. Yep. And Snatch. Unicorn Store. This wow. Is... Totally different. It's amazing. It's... What about Trending Now? I have The Highway Men. Highway Men. The OA. But that's just Traders. stuff that came out. The Umbrella Academy. Unicorn Store. You um, already said that. On though, My right? Block. Quicksand. Osmosis. I got Osmosis. OA. And I have Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. I mean, how do got we even Santa go Clarita to this? Diet. I mean, it's not just that. Go to different. your home. Just click home. I then then Santa Clarita Diet. It's weird there for, for the straight me. guy. <laughs> Toby's just like gay. That's at the top of your list. Seven. Well, my parents did Cruising tell me they just. Cruising for dick. Uh, my parents told me they this just is weird. Watched. They just watched it. I actually did watch the first. Wasn't season. there? Isn't there a bunch of news stories oh, about whether or not 
Netflix thinks that you're gay yeah. based on <laughs> the content that you that watch. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have Santa Clarita Diet. I never even I watched that. I mean, that. me too. I have that on here too. Yeah, they're, they're growing the Amy Schumer uh, oh, I don't special. Yeah, so triple Frontier. I, still I got Triple that. Frontier. So they serve up d- different stuff based no. on your viewing history. My viewing history is pure because it's almost 99% me. Yeah, I have everything. a lot of different people on here. Speaking of, we're, we're doing a Netflix. We're talking about Netflix today. And literally, I was on my phone reading about Steven Spielberg and Netflix on the way here uh, in an Uber. And about three quarters of the way to Charles's place, the Uber driver and I are chatting about something completely different. And he just stops in the middle of, of what he's saying and goes, you know what's really going to screw it all up is Netflix. Whoa. <laughs> and so I was maybe like, he was being, maybe it's one of those ad things right, that was being right, like is this transmitted to his Like brain. did Uber like get, a, a, did he get like a little notification on Uber saying, say something about Netflix? Maybe. Oh, oh God. God. Don't yes. you imagine? Your, your phone is feeding all feeding that information. It, it, Lucky it you weren't work, looking at anything embarrassing. Yeah. That would be yeah. bad. Right. I mean, we are our own little Truman shows, right? Right. Well, that's what McNamee says, which we'll we'll talk about either before or after you're hearing this in audience a, in a future episode. Right. Um, Toby, since you're here, I wanted to get your opinion on there's a uh, there's a TV show that's off the air now, but very popular on Twitter mm. lately. Um, just with its, it's hard to describe why it's so popular. I think there's a variety of reasons, but it's the show, The Newsroom that used to be on HBO, the Aaron Sorkin show. There's a clip that I want to play because it's really amazing. Um, If people don't know what the premise of the newsroom is, it is a, an Aaron Sorkin show from 2011, 12. And the premise is that they're doing the news from the past year in the storyline of the show. It's about a show that it's like a, I guess the so NBC West Wing newsroom. Yeah, West Wing newsroom basically. So this happens um the day that Osama bin Laden is killed and the characters are on the plane and can't reveal that Osama bin Laden has been killed. They're 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 stuck on a plane unable to like get the news out. So I just want to play this. It's her and you and Maggie. I said Maggie. There's no, you didn't. Talking. You didn't. So you have to ask yourself, what happens when you and Maggie break up? What you know is going to happen, and Jim's with someone else. Now that's a side character on the plane who's been listening to them talk, and he's become involved in their drama. He's not a friend of them. <laughs> we were talking that loud? Over Delaware, after the second scotch? There's passengers in row 22 who know about you, Maggie, and Jim. True story. Shut yeah. up. Excuse me. Uh, I've got a text message saying the president is speaking tonight in a few minutes. Do you know anything about this? The internet says he's speaking on a matter of grave national security. That's an old black lady saying, the internet is saying. <laughs> yeah, I've got the same thing. I've got a flight that's been canceled. Does that have anything to do with what you're talking about? Has there been a terrorist attack? No. Well, wait, there's been a terrorist attack? No, there hasn't. I've got an email saying we're at war with Libya. Nope. You guys know what's going on, don't you? Oh, Folks. he's standing up. There hasn't been a terrorist He's attack. In the None cabin. of friends and family are in danger. The president will be speaking in just a few no. minutes. That's a flight Listen, attendant that's come up to him angrily. Just nervous. I don't care. You do not take over control of the cabin. They're getting emails and going online and seeing. You do not take over control of the cabin, ever. Ma'am. Now sit down no. and... You know, 
I'm getting the captain. Yeah, get the captain, because I'd like to have a word with him. The seatbelt while we're standing still is one captain, thing, but how paranoid do you have to be to think that I'm declaring myself in charge? Of Here comes the captain. Is a problem, sir? Yeah, I was just asking how paranoid you have to, you have to be. Uh-oh. Sir. Uh sir. <laughs> what is going let's, on? Let's, let's Let me describe. <laughs> so the captain comes out. The guy, Don, is the name of the character. And he uh, stops speaking suddenly because he looks at the epaulets on the captain's shirt. And then he looks down at the United Airlines logo <laughs> on, uh, on the front of his shirt. And his name with the United Lewis. logo on it. It's good product United placement. Captain. They're all staring at each other wow. very meaningfully. Captain, my name is Don Kiefer. <laughs> <laughs> is it because he gave that's him wings when he was a kid? And that's no, it's, be, it's because they're pilots on a United flight, which, as you know, oh, on September course. 11th. Jeez, uh, this is a reach. Yes. But <laughs> what is going we work for Atlantis on? Cable True, News. Aaron Sorkin. And we wanted you and your first officer and flight attendant crazy lady to be the first ones on this plane to know that our armed forces killed Osama bin Laden for you tonight. <laughs> You're serious? <laughs> the captain is like straight from central casting. Oh, look at this, look. Uh, oh, they shake hands! Wow, yeah, the, the, oh, the captain and the co-captain shake hands. Oh, and Olivia Munn is all into it. And everyone, they're hugging now. And it's like you just breached... You just breached national. She just gave him a little protocol. smile, and so did the guy from Sports Center. Oh, I also hate <laughs> that actor. I hate that actor so much. Well, All right, guys. So, oh, what, wow. How amazing is that? That was a show on HBO. Yeah, right. And we think yeah, HBO that was, was supposedly. I mean, honestly, it was one of the weaker shows on HBO. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's another clip. I can't play it because it's mainly music, but it is um, from well, the day of the Gabby Gifford shooting. And they play Coldplay's Fix You at a oh. loud volume for the entire scene. Mm. And they're having an argument about whether or not to declare her dead. Oh. And at some point, somebody says the line, she's a person. <laughs> so Ooh. please look these well, clips up. It's, it's very interesting. I, I think that I mean, we, don't, we could do a whole, being, being bad, we could probably right? do a whole podcast on the West Wing. But I feel yeah. like what the West Wing got right that this show did not was that it didn't, I mean, there were real things that were happening in the real world that, uh, that they based it on, but it wasn't actual events. Like they didn't, you know, they, they took yeah, it the was, world as a, right, as right, a, right. as a foundation to write something interesting. Um, Instead, anyway. this was like actual things you mean. Yeah. yeah and they yeah, like yeah. tried to pull the heartstrings with, you know, actual news events. Also, it's like, these people are just so annoying. Uh, just failing why did work. you play this? Uh, I just wanted to, because we're talking about, uh, TV shows and movies and uh, the rest. And I really, sometimes like I think that we forget that people are still producing shit on television. Yeah. And I like to, to start off with that. Also, that's been going around Twitter <laughs> recently. And I was, I knew the newsroom was probably a show that would annoy me, but I, I never watched it. But I didn't know that like something that bad yeah. would be made. When I'm watching this, I get the same feeling of like when I've tried to watch a couple Steven Spielberg movies recently. This uh -huh. is a good segue. Is it? it is this just, it feels like so unbelievably corny beyond belief. And there's, yeah, there's always this like music playing as the patriotism raises. It's like in the beginning of Lincoln, I tried to rewatch Lincoln. Right. And Lincoln like 
immediately has gotten stale within like five years. And you try and watch it now and it feels like the most absurd over the top beating you over the head with this nonsense. Why? Because like in the beginning, one of the black officers gives the, the, uh, like Gettysburg Address back to Lincoln and it's like the rising music and it's just like the corny, it just feels so corny. Well, I don't think that any of Spielberg's movies are based in reality. I mean, not, there's nothing, I mean, Munich, is Munich based might in reality. Be, well, sure, it's based, okay, sure, fine, based, but I think that he's never, he's not somebody that you you turn to to be like, oh, this is the real world. Of course not, but I'm saying it's like it feels like propaganda. Like this feels like prop. This feels like a propaganda film. This clip we just watched feels like a propaganda film. Lord, the captain. I don't even know if it's propaganda. It's it's trying to. It's aiming for one thing, and it's like camp. It's aiming for yeah, one thing camp. and it's totally camp. missing it right, by right. a mile. It's campy. Yeah. Right, totally. I'm I don't think it's pushing thing. an agenda. It's, it's no. It's not right. Right. That's not well, even the right word. I don't word. know if that's true. I think I think Aaron Sorkin is is definitely has an agenda i think it's trying to pull it's trying to create drama relying on this cultural knowledge that's supposed to really hit us in the heart you know like deeply and it's just like dude nobody even thinks about these things but it's so weak because this as soon as you like cut into these things it it just whatever thing was going on that was working which was not much is just completely obliterated. Right. The moment you don't where have... you cut into the pilots, what did you call the them? Epaulets. Epaulets, yeah. which is the shit on his shoulder. Which is even called that. <laughs> which is even uh, the music starts. It's like it's the... trying to like say yeah. that these men are heroes. It's like captains are like, come, like the United Airlines captain, like, come on, man. <laughs> you know, it's like, a, like this guy looks like a soldier, but probably half of them are just... You know, drunk hundred percent of the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, so much Denzel Washington's character. You know how much Adderall those guys probably just fucking take. They're just probably in there, just pounding fucking yeah. Adderall. Did you see <laughs> Flight? <laughs> Did you ever I don't see? Think that's legal. I don't think they could oh, be I'm taking sh- substances. Oh, Did sure. you ever see Adderall Flight? Yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah, which was speed. not a good movie either. But it was uh, at the end. I didn't really agree with. Like, I was like, no. I, get, I think it was good that he was drunk because he did that and it saved the plane. So yeah. that seems fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> like if he hadn't been drunk, he wouldn't have flipped the plane upside down. So yeah, everyone right. would have died. <laughs> that was the best scene in the movie. But oh yeah, happened. the whole movie is that and then the rest is this dumb courtroom bullshit. Yeah. Well, in that relationship with that movie. woman that nobody understood either. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so without getting too far off track here, uh, we are here to talk about the future of... <laughs> Future of Hollywood. Uh, the future of Hollywood. The future of filmmaking. Because, uh, as I just said, there's this looming cultural battle. Not even looming. It's already happening between Netflix and the rest of Hollywood. And it's well, this... old Hollywood, I would say. I don't know if it's the rest of Hollywood. Right. And, and you're entrenched in this, Toby. Yeah. And your wife, Rachel, who has been a guest on the show. She has, uh, yeah. She, uh, is she very entrenched in this because she works at Warner Brothers. You currently... Can we talk about your current project? Or sure, no? yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you've recently finished, just wrapped a very cool series called Sneakerheads. Yes. Which is all about the shoe game, mm. which is, you know, maybe going to go to Netflix, maybe not. We don't know. Yep. And... Uh, it's just like the old guard, which is now represented by Spielberg, is kind of like fighting back against this new uh, behemoth, which is Netflix, which is a very interesting battle that's going on. And it's all these big, powerful people kind of sniping at each other. Um, 
So let's like lay the ground groundwork for this a little bit. Charles, do you want to? You usually good at like saying the backstory, or I can do it. Um. Well, I want to hear what you think the backstory is. So the backstory is that about a year ago, or even less than that ago, Spielberg just came over out, a year is March. Yeah, started kind of making rumblings of oh, you know, Netflix shows should not be allowed to be considered for Academy Awards. Netflix, Netflix movies. movies. Sorry, Netflix yeah. movies. Sorry should not be allowed to be in the Academy Awards, and they're more like TV movies, which should be considered in the Emmys. Correct. Then, uh, flash forward to a little bit later, I think he made a more clear statement saying these movies should not be, unless they have a four-week pre-release in the theaters before they're available on streaming, They Netflix movies should not be eligible for Academy Awards, and he tried to get the board of the Academy to like vote on it. I'm not right. sure how that vote went, but I think he well, did Well, the, the, the Department of Justice came in. The, right. Well, so then then also, I mean, talk about how fucking powerful these people are. The Department of Justice then came in uh, on the side of Netflix, because clearly some big shot got them to issue this statement against Spielberg, and literally, they had the Department of Justice say... In the event that the Academy, an association that includes multiple competitors in its membership, establishes certain eligibility requirements for the Oscars that eliminate competition without competitive justification, such conduct may raise antitrust concerns, writes McCann Delareem, chief of the Department of Justice's antitrust Well, division. to clarify also, the current requirements for Academy Awards consideration are like a week in... Uh, a week theater, long yeah, theatrical very run minimal, during, very minimal. during the course of the right. year. And Netflix satisfies that by, right. you, you know what's actually really but interesting it's a about day, It's usually a day and date with yeah. Netflix. So they they release it on their platform at the same time that right. they're releasing it Right, at the theaters. same time. So there's no requirement that it's before. No. Right. So first of all, there's no requirement that you have to have theatrical release beforehand. Right. And then also, do you know what Netflix does in its theaters? You know how it does it? it does, it's it four-walling. Four yeah, yeah. four-walling. Oh, which yeah, means yeah. that they rent the theater... And then take all the profits, yeah. which means they don't have to report the box office, which right. of course pisses off the old guard because they've all been playing by the rules where you have to like release your box office numbers for a long time. Netflix notoriously does not release its data, which drives everybody fucking nuts. Well, there's a, there's so, a lot to there's a lot to unpack there because I feel like it's so one thing is that the the week long theatrical run, I think if if they get rid of that actually that will hurt indie films. Uh, similar to the film that I produced, Night Owls, that, you know, we, not that it was going to be up for an Academy Award, but it, it, but films like that, that have a lower budget, they usually only do get a week long release. Um, if it does very well at the box office, then it will continue. But there's not, you know, it doesn't have the same uh, release structure as something like Star Wars or, you know, uh, a bigger studio film. So I think, I think increasing that uh, while Spielberg Spielberg is specifically targeting Netflix, I don't think he realizes. I mean, I'm sure he does, but that it's actually going to affect the indie films that are coming out of. Uh, but the, only the those as well. indie films that have any chance of being nominated. Sure, for an but Oscar, I mean, right? you look at Moonlight. It was made for 1.5 million dollars, and you know, it it they released it not wide at first, and then it got bigger and bigger, and people realized that it had legs, and then it won an Academy Award. You know, so I think I think that could be an issue if uh, if he gets his way. Yeah, and we roll our eyes at the Oscars, but they really, if you get a nomination even, it really supercharges your film. So the ability of those small, low-budge indie films to, to have that kind of access is really right. cool. Right. Well, and, and those are the movies right. that, that we... 
those are the ones we hear about that are actually like art films that are getting, you know, more acclaim is is because of awards. But if one of them becomes a hit, won't it basically be guaranteed to be in the theaters for more than four weeks anyway? Yeah, I mean, most likely, yes. The the key is not the the ones that are the hits. It's just the ability to have... uh, smaller films like that get consideration in the first place by by having the ability to only need to be in the theater for a, a week right because you, you don't have the money necessarily for distribution or sure sure or and, for a and wide one, theatrical run. one thing to note too is the the reason that most indie films do the week-long release because it's expensive and it's not actually something that uh makes financial sense if you don't think you have a movie that's going to have legs is because then you get reviewed by the new york times and the la times that's a requirement for the LA Times and New York Times what is it? What to, is... to be in theaters for at least a week before, for, one for them to review you, ah. which then again, you you know, you know get more people to know about the film and to hopefully go see it. So it's more of a marketing tool for tiny movies than it is uh, anything else. Right. So my, my first question is, who really cares? Why is it important for the whole... Because Spielberg's whole uh, thing and Helen Mirren's whole thing. So Helen Mirren also came out and publicly said that some award show no, recently. No, it was a CinemaCon. It was CinemaCon, a, yeah. not an award show. Which is really for the, th- like, for the theatrical well, yeah, thing. It's for the, the theater. The thing, yeah. the thing you have to remember is that there's a there's a whole other business involved that's not being discussed, which is the theatrical exhibition business. Right. And yeah. uh, they have a, a, a high... St- so when Helen Mirren goes on stage and says, I love Netflix, but fuck Netflix, she's right. saying it to a room full of, of people that own theaters. So, yeah, so just to clarify for everybody, she screamed... On stage at during CinemaCon in Las Vegas, I love Netflix, but fuck Netflix. And then she went on to say, there's nothing like sitting in the cinema when the lights go down. I would like to thank you guys for making that environment possible. Yeah. And Spielberg has said similar shit. Like, right. I don't... He, he says, I think theatrical films should be around forever. Right. Right. And he doesn't want that to be infringed in any way. Yes. Right. I think that's the big thing. So, is he's but, not, he, I don't think he's fearful of change. I mean, he was, we can talk about this more, but, you know, he created essentially the blockbuster. I right. Mean, he, he, he's not af- afraid of the change. I think he just wants to preserve the theatrical experience. So I don't think, I don't think he's necessarily in the wrong. What I actually don't love, though, is that, is that he's using the awards to make that a thing. Well, and let's, me, that's we'll not, talk about that in a second, okay, which is okay. who gives a shit about the Oscars at all. Exactly. But, to me it's but uh, more importantly, though, my big question is, why is it so important? If somebody wants to go to the theater and have the theatrical experience, and another person wants to sit at home and fucking be lazy, why, as if there's a concurrent release, who cares? Why does the theatrical release have to happen, have to happen before? Well, think about... Think about the barriers to going to see the movie in the movie theater right. versus Money. watching it on your right. uh, on Netflix. Well, that's what Netflix's response has been to all that. Which is, did you see their their response is actually pretty great? Uh, well, yeah, it's something about it's for everyone, even people that can't afford to go out to the movie theater and people in places yeah. that are not served so, by movie theaters and so forth. As for Netflix itself, the streaming giant responded to Spielberg's words and actions on Twitter on March 3rd, 2019, just happened. We love cinema. Here are some things we also love. Access for people who can't always afford or live in towns without theaters. Letting everyone everywhere enjoy releases at the same time, giving filmmakers more ways to share art. These things are not mutually exclusive. Which is a very good point because it's like... If they want to release it in the theaters at the same time, 
which is what they have been doing. I mean, who that, cares? The, sta- the statement is self-serving, though, because very self-serving. it's not uh, not everyone can afford high-speed internet in order to get Netflix. That's what what the other response was. But I mean, everybody everybody's connected now, right? I, I, mean, I don't think on. so. But I don't, you, I don't, I don't, but I don't you also have to case. look at it from a financial standpoint. Someone who is not, you know, someone who is not typically going to go to the theater is definitely going to would rather see it on Netflix because they are already paying a subscription than to go and see it in the theater. So. You're saying why not? Why does it matter? Why can't you just put it on Netflix first and then go to the theater? And that's why it's because it doesn't make it doesn't make financial sense for them to do it that way. I, I understand what I'm what, what, what you're saying, but the thing I'm trying to get at is, and I feel this myself too. Why is there something special about making sure it's in the theater before it is available at home? Well, I, I think for for me, it's as a the, as a moviegoer, it's and and someone who works in the industry. I love movies. I want to I want to see a movie in the theater. Right. I still but, appreciate. But does that. it bother you if that same movie is available at the same time at home? And in a weird way, for me, it does. And it's weird, weird and it's intangible. Yeah. But I don't think Spielberg would be happy if if Netflix come to the table comes to the table and says, "All right, you know what, Steven." We will make sure that our movies are concurrently available in the theaters for four weeks at the same time they're available at he home. Does, he, I don't think he'd be happy about that. But no, he, that's not what he's asking for. He wants it to be before it's available yeah, at home. He doesn't exactly. But again, this but goes, why? But that's arbitrary because, because his whole arbitrary. argument is that it should be available in the theaters. But if you want to see it in the theaters, see it in the theaters. No, if you want to see it at home, see it at home. It's not arbitrary because you're going to get fewer people going to the theaters exactly. and then the theaters will shut down. And then, but then, and then that's what's weird, right? Because now he's saying people should be forced to go into the theater. Well, he wants to preserve really that sense. experience. The other, thing, is, the other thing is that I think... But he's putting in an arbitrary... He's, he's basically putting in an arbitrary... Uh, uh, economic barrier in there more or less to say just so theaters can survive people should be forced to go in for those first four weeks if they want to see it early and then at home then the people who are at home can no, watch it I don't think home. it's that much about so theaters can survive I think it's I think part of the subtext of what he's discussed is that if you're making a movie and its primary purpose is to play on Netflix and its secondary purpose is to be in theaters, you're going to make a movie that is structured uh, and shot in a way that makes it fine for a television. That's actually not true, though, because Roma was totally made for the big screen. It was like supposed to only work on some special kind of speakers. Yeah, the, the Dolby Atmos thing, but that's yeah. the exception to the yeah, rule. Yeah, that was very much an right. exception. Yeah, you know that's not how most of these these movies I, are. I don't know if it's the technical side of it that he's responding. Well, no, to. No, I I think that's I don't think that's the entirety of it, but I think that's part of the 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 thing that he's going for is there's a language of film that that happens in a big screen that you just don't get replicated sitting in front of your TV at home. Like there's just a different f- feeling to it overall. And the content you so you're saying that the content will change as a result. Yeah. Because if, if you're just worried about, it's sort of like if you're making an IMAX movie and you're shooting for IMAX, but down the road, you're also going, okay, this is only going to be on a Blu-ray, so it's going to be 16 by 9 eventually. You're kind of like changing how you're shooting. Sure. Well, and I but think I, that that's, and Christopher Nolan would be an example of that exact thing. And he's come on, he's in the battle. He's on the Spielberg side. Yes. He's come out and said, no, fuck, Netflix, but is, see, I don't like this. I want this to be theatrical releases. And if you look at his movies, I mean, look at Dunkirk, look at his particularly Dark Knight. That movie would not have been the same if you hadn't, that first scene, yeah. that was just in the theater. You kind of, 
to get the real magic of that first scene with the Joker, you really had sure. to be in the theater. And I, I, I don't really fall on one side of, of this or the other. I mean, I don't like Steven Spielberg. I don't like what he stands for. I don't like his One movies. of our attorneys yeah, is a Jew. Uh, <laughs> I don't... Uh, I think he's on the wrong side of things generally, you know? Like, I don't think he's a good guy. You don't think he's a good guy? No, I think he's a bad guy. I don't know that that's guy. true. I think he might be out of touch, but that's different. I but think he's I, a. I think he stands for um, the old way, you know? And I think the old way is done, and it's failed, and he needs to fucking move on, and it's just like, dude, but you're, you, you failed. Like, basically, you know, his boomer-ass fucking people came and now run the world, and they failed. They didn't do a good wait, job. Wait, let's, you're extrapolating. Okay, now we're going too far. Will, yes, we're talk, going way too far. Anyway, let's, let's talk about what Spielberg does right, and sure. doesn't do in the film industry. Uh, the thing about Spielberg is there's not... A, I don't find his comments that self-interested because Spielberg is really unaffected by this. He's going to put out his movies and people are still going to go see them in the movie theater. Like he doesn't have a really personal stake. He doesn't have a skin in the game. I agree with that. And yeah. I also think that like when you talk about Nolan too, like these are two guys at the top of their game. Yeah. They don't have to worry about people going to see their movies. They don't have to worry about the next. Well, I mean, Spielberg well, kind of does. Well, that's true. And now. he also, I mean, they do are, they do say that it's hard for them to get stuff made, but Compared to the rest of the industry, that's not the case. To me, but what I one thing yeah, that I okay. will say though that I think is ironic because what I what Netflix is doing that the studio system is not doing anymore is they're doing real adult films that that yeah. not like porn and mid budget too. And <laughs> but mid -budget. they're doing they're mid exactly they're, doing, they're mid, doing real adult. Films. They're doing they're doing they're doing they're doing they're uh, yes exactly mid budget adult content right. that that the studios aren't making anymore like Highwaymen which just came out I haven't seen it yet but. That's not being made in the studio system anymore, so it's being made who's on that? Netflix. That's that's who's that again? Um, it's the it's the Bonnie and Clyde movie, but about the the FBI agents actually oh, chasing right, them. Oh right, which just came and out. Spielberg, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Spielberg co commented on that. He said Netflix is a challenge to cinema the same way television in the early 1950s pulled people away from movie theaters. Hollywood's used to that. We are accustomed to being highly competitive with television. The difference today is that a lot of studios would rather just make branded tentpole guaranteed box office hits from their inventory than take chances on smaller films. And those smaller films that studios used to make routinely are now going to Amazon, Hulu, and Netflix. Exactly, and yeah. I think that's a good. I think that's a good product of Netflix, Amazon, and, All right. and Hulu. Yeah. So let's talk about Spielberg. What's going on with Spielberg right oh, now? God. Okay. So and so far, we've basically given you all the news. Now we can have our own actual takes on this. Yeah. Which is, first of all, Spielberg appeared in We Know What, right? The Apple. The thing. Apple fucking unveiling. Right. Mm. So uh, Apple. By ostensibly is just going to copy Netflix, right? That's what they announced. What are they even it's doing? So weird. It's I, so I weird. couldn't figure it out. So the, the strange. I mean, this can be a, a, a time for another episode. But what's so strange to me is Facebook, Yahoo, Netflix, or sorry, Facebook, Yahoo, Apple, uh, Amazon, Verizon. All of these big companies that don't do original content suddenly have decided that the future of their company is in original content, right. which is so fucking weird to me. And I, there should be a whole article about this. Part of me thinks it's so that everybody can like definitely be guaranteed their 15 minutes of fame. We just need like mass content. <laughs> we just need like so much content that everyone can like be I in think, their own show. I think it's but, about relevance. I think it's about relevance. I think know, it's we, about people. I mean, it's the same way that branded content works. It's yeah. It's, people are it's, saying yeah, right, right. people. Are saying I, you know, Amazon made a show. Amazon has a right. network, has a has it's an outlet. What, I need one. What I really think it is is so I looked up Netflix's profits because I was thinking like, oh, is it that 
all these places have they struggle to be profitable sometimes so are they trying to like copy netflix profits but no netflix is actually not that profitable so what i think it has to be is subscriptions like what all of these things right. want you to do is pay twelve dollars yes. a month to be part of them, which right? is funny and because now if, all these a la carte subscriptions are going to become what we had on cable, right? You know, it's going like to be the, yeah. it's going to be the new cable, it's and gonna we're just going to pay thing. the same the same fucking thing, right? Right. And so it seems to me like everybody want, is copying. Actually, who they're copying is Amazon because what they want you to do is go and Amazon Prime has shown that oh we dangle a few like cool content carrots out here that just brings people flooding on in right. and then you can sell them all the other bullshit you need to sell them i think they're all copying bezos actually anyway for a while i thought netflix was gonna be bought by apple like before apple announced they were gonna do their own thing right well, i thought that was gonna happen but it didn't obviously right um they did didn't they buy something though apple did they did they just buy they some beats it's <laughs> amazing Great job. Uh, <laughs> um, so anyway, the, 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 what I'm trying to say is what's actually Spielberg actually reacting to here? Because first of all, if he's going to go out here and talk shit about streaming, blah, 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 and then be in the Apple unveiling of its streaming service, what's well, that's his what game I'm saying here, is right? I don't think he's I don't think it's about, uh, you know, trying to like be a climate change denier sort of thing. Like he's not denying that things are changing he's just and he wants to be a part of that he's just saying that he still wants to preserve the theatrical experience because it's the same thing too with the people who switch to digital so easily versus film i think the film digital conversation is but then why if he's going to be all pissed about streaming and then you immediately say screw you netflix and then you appear on apple's unveiling of its streaming platform well that might be another screw you netflix that's what it is so to me, what's happening here what is was it's he, like Kaepernick. What was he advertising? Like, what was he talking about in the presentation? I think it was like he appeared and, you know, they bought a bunch of stars to come in and like show. First of all, did you watch that? I, I saw clips. If well, anybody wants to see TV the has a fucking deal now most Big Brother-esque thing in the world, watch the Apple unveiling. It is the creepiest shit. <laughs> they clap every five seconds. It's like totally weird hero worship shit. I mean, un- unfortunately, I don't think there's really good like clips, so you kind of got to just like watch it yourself. But I watched like the first 15 minutes of it, and it is the most stomach turning, like most nauseating good thing I've ever seen. Well, they've become the Big Brother that they yeah yeah right against, they, right exactly know, they have become the Big Brother they advertised against. And Tim Cook is such a weirdo, and you can kind of like see his dick bulge the whole time. It's like really <laughs> yeah weird. showing it off. Yeah, it's like look at this. Dick Do you bulge. want a jaddy to take your panties off? <laughs> And then they have like different people showing up and Spielberg apparently pops up somewhere in here. So, uh, which I actually haven't seen, but apparently he's like lending his name to this. Well, I think, like I said, I think Amblin TV has a deal now with Apple. So if I have to guess what's going on here, uh, first of all, I'm sure uh, Spielberg's like his projects will have some sort of theatrical release element, right? They're going to figure that out. But well, Apple hasn't really announced movies either. No, there's they're Spielberg. Doing t- there's Spielberg. TV. We got Spielberg, uh, you know, appearing next to the Apple logo. Yeah. But Isaac, I think something that you're missing too is that this is TV. This is not. They haven't said that they're going to be developing a bunch of features. Okay, so then why is first of all they are going to be? Well, developing Spielberg. I mean, I'm features, sure that that will happen. But Spielberg saying, has worked in television. Like yeah, Spielberg he, created Amblin, an amazing Amblin's. stories. Oh, I see. So, okay, so there you go. So maybe Spielberg, what he's actually saying is, oh no, 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 this is going to be my TV project. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Whatever, it's still pretty fucking suspect that it's like, this is obviously an announcement of a Netflix competitor, 
and the and Spielberg is now suddenly popping up on the screen. It's like it's true you haven't necessarily seen exactly how it's going to go, but he has to know the optics of this is like very clearly saying well, he definitely knows Netflix. The optics. I think you know? I think some of this is overblown. Like I, there's a lot of controversies generated over his original comments, but it's not like he's on a huge crusade. He's, he's just, on a huge crusade. I don't really feel like that's the case. I feel like these are like two instances when he's offered his opinion, and then it's like, oh, it's no, he's lobbying. No, 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 no. He is lobbying the Academy to vote. Sure, I mean this. it's not he, like just some comment. Yeah, he's got he has a specific agenda, but it's not an attack on streaming. It's an attack on how these movies are getting distributed and being called movies. So, uh, yeah, I okay, I mean because I maybe the I mean, underlying I, I mean the underlying discussion that he and, and and Nolan and people like that have is that again theatrical experience is is one type of viewing experience. Yeah, and you're right, and I totally and agree different. with that, and I agree with that. I I do agree with that. There, yeah, I think. This is obviously there's more battle sure, text yeah, going on yeah. here, he's, and I think uh, what's actually happening with Spielberg, right, right? What's happening with Spielberg is he's had a, a bunch of he's had a string of failures. He's really starting to feel like, oh fuck, I'm like slipping here. Right. Like I'm like starting to slip away. He's also away. 72 years old. Yeah, I he's mean, getting he's fucking old. It's always chicken. like you can always tell Bring when chicken. somebody suddenly starts a crusade simultaneously to, as their career is crashing. <laughs> it's it's like Kaepernick. It's like I would have been so down with Kaepernick if Kaepernick had done yeah, what he had, had done discussion. as at, at starting the in the Super Bowl. Career, then yeah. I'd be like, damn, that's fucking cool. But okay, you get benched and now suddenly you're an activist like uh, like Spielberg. You start sucking after years of total dominance, and now suddenly you're an activist. Can we give Spielberg's movies? It's like, dude, you're butthurt. You're butthurt. Can we give Spielberg's movies to George Miller? Because George Miller's like 72, (laughs) and that guy can direct the fuck out of it. Oh, you're talking about the guy who directed uh, Mad Max Fury Road? I know, it's incredible. But but he kept, you know, he was like, you got to kind of be angry, you know, or you got to kind of be reacting to something. And I feel like once you get said yes to for a certain amount of time, you just. I don't lose know. It. I, yeah. I don't know if it's if it's that as much as it is him feeling like he is maybe on the way out, but he wants to he wants to preserve something that he created and that he was a big part of, and that he w- I mean Spielberg is is the movie industry like that his he was was that name was. was yeah he's past his prime, but like that name resonated with the world as synonymous with movies. He wants that le- he wants that you know legacy to continue and he and if if theaters are no longer in existence then that goes away and it becomes netflix as the you know what you think about when you think about movies and content right the studios have really contributed to this problem too because it's not like netflix sucked up all the mid-range budget movies uh they they stopped putting a priority on them and, and right. focused but, on, and, well, and, and I, making I good totally shit. agree with and that. And and I, we, we were at the we theaters also, last night. It's desolate. There was nobody there because no nobody wants but, to see any fucking well, but movie you can't that's coming. Only out. blame the studios. I think that you they're very much to blame in some ways. But like you also, it's the moviegoers. Like if you look at the box office draw, they're going to see those movies. They're right. not going to see you know. So I'm I, you know I don't want to blame the audience, but at the same time, I think you know there is something there where people are more attracted to you know, 
getting lost in a story they've already been told that, many times. Not true. Look, Us killed it at the box office, even though it kind of sucked. But again, Us killed it at the... We, and we can get in this, but like Us killed it at the box office because of Get Out. Us did not sure. kill it at the box office because it was Us. Well, but God, Get Out killed it at the box office, didn't it? Yeah. Well, it did after people realized, but it, the opening weekend wasn't. That are doing yeah, but it's well a, the, the that's office. a specific genre of movie that is yeah, able. Right. Oh, yeah, right. True. They're horror, holding their horror own. Horror is horror recession is proof. Their own. No, yeah. that's very true of horror and genre um, in general. The I genre think. in general is, uh, really sticks. I, I mean, look. First of all, everybody always talks about superhero movies as unoriginal. Actually, what they're doing with the MCU is completely novel. But it's just wow, the MCU. You're I mean, really... it's just never been done at that level. <laughs> I, I heard been, that on a podcast. Have you, this morning, so I was just like, I'm going to say that. I'm gonna uh, say excuse it. me. What about <laughs> what about Three Stooges versus the Mummy? Okay, I think there's a long history of uh, crossover universes. <laughs> Is that even a movie? The Three Stooges met some somebody. What's that? The Three Stooges met somebody. We should just have a universe of all the crappiest, like... Three Stooges meet... Oh, Hercules. Meet, meet Hercules. Three oh. Stooges meet Hercules. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, oh, wow. The Three Stooges cinematic universe. Meets Hercules. But, wh- but what, wow. the, what the theatrical experience has become is an event space. Like, you have to have yes. something of an event to go to to go see it. It right. can't be some art house film that people, you know... I mean, that's sad to me because I enjoy, like, Burning. I don't know if you watched Burning. I did see Burning. It was the, great. It's great. And it, and it should be seen in the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not the typical movie that you would that people get excited to go see nowadays. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the normal common person does not get excited to go see Burning. Uh, <laughs> to go see a Korean film yeah, in Korean. It, it's, it's like two and a half hours long. Um, no, I mean, very true. I think... Um, so what's going to happen? How How is this going to get resolved? What's your prediction for... In 10 years, what is the landscape going to look like? Is is there going to be no more theatrical films? Is Spielberg going to lose the fight and we're going to... This is going to be a dead art? I don't think it's going to go away completely, but I think that the number of theaters in existence will diminish and then it will become like going to Broadway, going on Broadway, you know, right. going to see like yeah. a play on Broadway. Right, will right. Become, be big musicals. I, well, no, not necessarily big musicals, but it, again, it's going to have to be something that really draws people in as an event and, you know, whether, I mean, yeah. VR failed. And, and interesting too, we should talk about Movie Pass because at some point, because I feel like that was trying to get people back yeah. into the theaters and it was it could have been really great but it it didn't really do its subscription job. model I mean, to the theaters maybe that's what it'll well, be it'll be like you buy a pass to Arclight well, but, but maybe it it'll yeah I know exactly so it was that idea for live theaters but maybe it'll be like Arclight Pass you know well, they have them have like AMC that. has AMC something has like it. that yeah. yeah and I had Movie Pass in like 2011 and I used the fuck out of I know so did I went to go see everything because I mean because it just you could it, and yeah it was, and it was, it was easy cheap. yeah, yeah. And, but as soon as theaters stopped participating like I think when I had it Arclight was still in and then they they stopped and that was pretty much it because I was like oh I'm, I have to tra- traverse to go to some tiny shitty theater right, I don't think right, so right. but again the theaters it, most of them make money off of the concession stand yes. yeah, they don't make money off they, of the actual so it's yeah. it, but, it, but that's what MoviePass should have tapped into more is like we're just we're getting they they needed to make that deal with the theaters yeah. so that they got them to the you know to the theater right yeah so I don't know I mean I feel like actually though the reason why all these places are kind of not doing the right thing is they're all trying to replicate they're trying to me too not in that way the success <laughs> oh. of <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> uh, they're trying to me too the success of 
the, the subscription content services, right? But we're already reaching a content glut. I hate looking at Netflix now. When I pull up Netflix, it's like I get like a bad feeling in the pit of my stomach because I'm just like, oh, so God. So what makes you go on? Is it some someone telling you that something's good? Yeah, and you it's go like I, it? I hate like the millions of things I'm seeing and it's like I have to fucking, I spend hours trying to pick and it's yeah. like I'm never so, really happy because, oh, maybe the other thing's going to be better yeah, than right, this. Yeah. Right. And, I, you know, and also the same thing's now happening to fucking HBO, yep. yeah, which that's is sad. really sad. Yeah, Netflix yeah. was, for me, was at its best when I it was mainly the DVDs and I had my yeah. queue and I just add stuff stuff to the queue and, it was and, and would come in a week right. and yeah, then you, you're like you're this is great yeah. I got my yeah. I this is I all I can watch movie. tonight yeah it's so like I have watch to watch it. this yeah. yeah so I think that people are really misguided in thinking that Netflix is the solution to things because it's already getting to be too much also but how many really good Netflix products have there been maybe one I can think of only one the only tr- really really good Netflix thing I've ever seen is Mindhunter Everything else has no, been. No, they've had good. Like they've what? had good. I mean, maybe first season of House I, of I actually like Sex Education. I thought it was good. No, I, mean, I mean, that's mean just one really that I good. Recently. I mean, like really fucking good. Jessica like, Jones season one was quite good. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm not, I don't even. But, but, but again, nobody can agree on these things. Black Mirror. I take that back. Great shows. Black Mirror is fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That makes it hard to leave. But that Netflix. also that predates a, Netflix. That was also yeah, a, an acquisition oh, turned into okay. a. But I will say though that what's what is good about Netflix. Here we go. Too. Here we go. I'm yeah. gonna show you. On I was trying to do this here. On HBO, these are the movies that HBO is currently advertising to their followers. Mamma Mia, here we go again. Ooh. The Meg. Also, they, these are movies that did well in the Jurassic theme. World, Fallen Kingdom, Deadpool mm. 2. I mean, those are... Skyscraper with fucking... This is all trash. Every single one of these movies I just said is trash. <laughs> Total fucking trash. And HBO used to be like a good fucking thing. It used to be a place people but, went but HBO, for really good content. Okay, but this and now is different shit. Though. But what you're talking about is different because... The the movies that they're advertising necessarily right now. This is the is, first thing no, that comes is, up. But they're the mummy, but, but Isaac, Wonder they Woman. did not develop these movies. These are movies that they acquired. They acquired they've always sure. done, but they've always done that, and they've always done it based on what was popular at the time. Uh, and what came, no, they this, weren't what, that What trashy. you're talking they about though that is that they're not. They're now going into in a direction where they're not going to curate as much, and they're going to become more like a Netflix. Netflix where there's just so where much. They're going to give more content, but that's their original stuff. Like that's a to me that's more disappointing than acquiring the Meg. Like, it doesn't really matter. I'm just saying, if that's the Netflix brand where those five movies are the first thing you see when you go to their website, that's a very different HBO than than used to be. You know, I mean, HBO's clearly trying to become this popularized thing where everybody just wants to no, stream whatever. Uh, you're, you're ignoring the entire history of HBO for what it was. Like, HBO's entire existence was originally predicated on having these popular movies that you could right. go on there and watch like that's that's They're the home box office yeah that's that's the origin yeah. of hbo hbo's always had big budget movies as a way to attract people to go to but it yeah what you're bad, responding no but what bad. you're responding to is is that those are they're like gonna... trash movies those aren't even like what what are the movies you consider trash movies the, the meg Jurassic Park fucking five. Yeah, Jurassic you Park know, made a shit ton of money yeah, and has it's about, a, it's a it's giant about brand the, name. Yeah, it's about the money. Okay, but it's, it's not. A, but you're responding more to the new, the fact that they fired their CEO and there's going to be a new. Yeah, 
there's going to be a new original content and they're going to flood the the airwaves with that. With, that's what you're... More crap. Yeah. That's yeah. What yeah. The movie end of HBO has, has never been, been prestige. Right. So maybe I'm wrong about that it's thing. It's not, I just, it's not I the Oscar it, channel. It's not like Sundance But I kind of thought it was the Oscar no. channel. Because, because their originals are so good and yeah. you see it as this, this is, you know, they have... They have award-winning content. So, okay. So, in terms of shows, though, that just Netflix has produced, we have House of Cards and Mindhunter. To me, there's no other great original I show mean, you ever. just love Fincher, it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, there's never... Well, yeah, right. There's no ever <laughs> great... There's no, like, truly great... I mean, they've never... When, what golden age of television or great films have they ever really made? Yeah, they're like bees. I mean, they're all like bees. Yeah, yeah it's all like yeah. solid bees that are like targeted towards someone's interests. Yeah. Well, I think that's their whole thing is they're like, we make something for everyone. Because your your version of what's great on Netflix is very different they're from right, other from people. Somebody I mean, else's. Stranger th- people argue Stranger Things. I right. personally well, am not Well, and so it, here but... is the issue, right? We're being further balkanized by Netflix. And it's like they're giving us B-grade content that we're supposed to like instead of making something just really fucking good, like which is what HBO did. Well, and that's going to change. Well, I don't. Did you think? Do you think that's going to last forever anyway? Like, I just don't think that that, regardless of what Netflix does or doesn't do, I just no, don't. No, I think we've been people are balkanized on pretty much every cultural touchstone because there's so many. There's there's just right. not a, a, a a monoculture. Exactly. Anymore. Well, we're in we're in peak content. Like yeah. literally, we are especially once fucking Facebook and Apple start pumping their shit out as if i don't already have way too many things to like think about watching now yeah. i'm gonna have to think about whatever shit they come out with like no way that's never gonna work and amazon also it's just gonna be like total content all the time watch right. dude well look at the new twilight of- zone on cbs all access app right that has like the most stellar cast you've ever seen right well jordan only- peele's an executive producer on that right show. and it's like that that has like huge actors in it and you, nobody even pays attention to it because it's on some random app. Well, the good, but you know, the good stuff rises. I think I still think it does. Does it though? I mean, it's there's going to be so much. Like I'm not. How are you going to be able to keep track of all this crap that's coming out? I mean, it's it is going to kill mean, the theaters. The, the bubble, the bubble will burst. The bubble will hopefully fucking and, burst, man. Yeah, it's just not sustainable. People cannot watch all of that content. It's just we not. can't just watch shit all day, yeah. every day. It's like <laughs> that's our, basically our job now. It's yeah. just to like watch crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what I do like though is that I no longer have to have conversations where people act offended that I'm not watching some giant show because nobody's watching the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now it's I just like, get yeah, nice yeah. recommendations. People are right. like, you know what's a great show? Blah yeah. blah blah. And it's, I'm like, oh, I'll check it out instead of people going, you haven't seen Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, maybe Game of Thrones will be the last it is. show there's a, we the, all watch There's together, an article that know? said, is maybe. Game of Thrones the last show we will all watch together? Well, it's really, literally an literally article. Literally the title. <laughs> well, also uh, the difference between HBO and Netflix is that that's the binge versus the weekly release. I mean, right. and, and I'm curious if they're going to change that. And that could actually become something. I, but the, that's the a big, weekly that's release a big is difference. great. I yeah. miss I Sunday yeah. night, like being excited to right. see the new episode right. or something, yeah. you know? And it's, I mean, it's kind of Netflix... I think this whole thing is going to pop. It's just, there's going to be too much. It's going to be too much content. I would, yeah, it's. But, but it comes down to, are you like, is that too much content? Like worth giving up a $15 subscription for? I mean, I don't know that people are. I am, I'm borderline about to cancel my Netflix thing. And honestly, the only reason I'm not is Mindhunter. And now that you guys just reminded me, it's going to be really hard for me to not see uh, Black Mirror. Let's sum up. 
Let's sum up. Uh, what do we think the future holds for entertainment? You know what? Uh, and I want to go off this. One of our uh, listeners is young, like 19 or 20. And he emailed that he doesn't watch like any TV or movies anymore. It's all podcasts, wet YouTube stuff. It's all that shit. It's just it's not even giving a fuck. I about look forward to podcasts more than movies now. Right. I really do. Uh, Oh, that's uh, depressing. Yeah. Because it's just, it's more interesting. No. I think uh, the bubble is definitely going to pop. Ne- Netflix is going to get its comeuppance hard. And it's going to have made so many enemies. But what is that? What is their comeuppance going to be? They're just going to start hemorrhaging. Uh, just like what's happening with Facebook. They're going to start hemorrhaging users. Because more and more people are going to start getting that feeling in the pit of their stomach when they open it. Just like, ugh. I don't feel like searching through this shit right now. And, you know, I, I think that they're going to start dying. HBO is going to kill itself by trying to be like Netflix. Everybody else is going to try and be like Netflix. Tulip, tulip, uh, tulip market of content. You know, reference to the tulip bubble. Anyway, uh, tulip bubble of content, and it's going to completely collapse. All these things are going to die. It's wow. everybody's going to be like, like everybody's going to be like total what the destruction. Hell are we so what are you going to watch then? And then there will be you know you watch Instagram. Netflix will survive. It'll just completely change its business model to be more like the old HBO. Um, you know what's going to happen to network television? Who the fuck knows? I mean, right. like maybe all those people will hopefully die soon uh, who watch that. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. People you know, still I, watch I can't a lot see of it. it. I I don't know where. I know that there's a big pop coming, and I know that all this content. It's just people are going to start tuning out. Um, and I hope it means that you know people are just going to go back to reading. I mean, I feel better when I'm reading than I do anything else now, or really long movies and stuff. So I think. Uh, I think hopefully we'll go back to to that time. Who's going to be the winners and so losers? So does that mean that the know. theaters are going to come back into play? Does that mean that if, if people start hemorrhaging their subscription accounts, are they going to start, are people going to start going back to the theater? I don't think we'll ever lose the theater. You know, I mean, I, I think the theater will always be around. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be like an know. event like you described. Yeah. I mean, right. the, I'm st- every time I go see a movie that was actually shot in IMAX, I'm I'm never unhappy with that theatrical experience. Whereas a lot of theater experiences for a lot of people in the country are pretty lousy. Like you spend a shit ton of money just to get your tickets and to get your concessions and the people are loud and noisy and you're just like, what the fuck did I come out here for? This stinks. Yeah. Um. So I think theaters are going to have to up their game in terms of making it a better place for people to come to. And I think a lot of They're them doing are that. doing They're that. They're doing that, they've, yeah. They've responded quite well. Yeah. Well, the best um, place yeah. to watch a movie is Arclight for sure. Dude, yeah. I, I fucking love the Arclight. Also, Alamo Drafthouse coming yeah. to downtown LA. I mean, I think you're right. It's a, It's now, it's a... Well, going back to that place where people gather and drink and hang out, you know? Yeah, it's a thing. I had my rehearsal dinner at the Arclight. Maybe that's... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, you know... But what is the sign what, of things what, to come? God. What's happening? <laughs> Isaac had a stroke. <laughs> had a stroke. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? Uh, I think I think the bubble is going to burst. I don't know if Netflix is going to get its comeuppance. Um, I mean, they'll survive. I kind of think Amazon is. The more I use Amazon, like the more I'm like, this is this is pretty smart. I like, agree. I think Amazon's the only one doing it right. I'll go on there and there's. They they have a shit ton of movies. And Not you can all of rental, them. Though. It's like, yeah, I like you can the, rent. You can rent. Right. You know, and I that's like what gets rentals. me because I'm like, oh fuck, I want to see that. That's three ninety nine. Ah, that's fine. I'll, I'll just do it. it. I'll do it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They're the smartest ones. I always feel yeah. like that's the most likely place for me to find something. Right. Whereas Netflix is just too much, 
and you get into well, and that. Well, it's the, all their original stuff. It's like yeah. it's like Safeway Select. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they don't, you know, they're not acquiring any anymore really at all. Yeah. In right. fact, our movie, you know, again, it was a tiny movie, but like they didn't renew their their uh, lease on it because right. they're not doing that anymore. Right. 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 No. All right. Cool. Okay. Where can we find Toby? Yeah. Watch the oh. upcoming Sneakerheads wherever it comes out. I'm yeah, you, that's going to be doing, a big deal. We're doing indie television now where we don't really know exactly where it's going to be. But uh you can I'm on I'm really only on Instagram. I'm at Tobias Lay at uh, You have a website? Toby Toby Louie at, at tobylouie.com. <laughs> it's just uh, <laughs> T O B Y L O U I E.com and T O B I A S L E I on Instagram. And where can people watch Night Owls? Now you can watch it on Amazon. You can, oh, you you have rent to, it. You can rent it, oh, but nice. apparently it's going to be free soon, but uh, we'll see. But did you guys, I mean, so how many of these things do you guys subscribe to? Well, that's, yeah. Give me your subscription. You're subscribed to like everything. We have a lot, but but my wife also loves TV. TV. But um, you guys are but, in the industry. So so, so uh, Netflix, HBO Go, um, Hulu. V- we have Vudu. But Vudu is not a subscription. Uh, correct. It's not. Um, I'm trying to think. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. So you're already up to a good sixty dollars a month, yeah, on just original content. Yeah, subscriptions, I mean, I'm, or not, or content subscriptions. Yeah. Anything else? I think that's it. So you're you're all the main big ones yeah. besides, I guess. I what don't else have like Shutter. Yeah. Well, what about you? I have Amazon Prime and Netflix. So you have two. Oh, wow. yeah. I right now have HBO and Netflix. That's it. Yeah. Two. Is but fine. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna drop Netflix and watch. Okay, this get conversation primed. is starting to get very okay, boring. Okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> I, I will be cutting out that part. That <laughs> no, it's okay, like... it's fine. It's good. People gotta so, know. Let's uh. You to know when you're in it. Elliot Roger here. Hey, it's plug time. Thanks for listening to this episode. We're gonna do a few plugs real quickly. Uh, join our forum at nahf.boards.net. We have some fun conversations happening there. Not really, but you know, if you join, it'll be more fun. You can email us at notahugefanpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe on your preferred podcast platform and write us a review on iTunes. Pretty please. It's so helpful if you do that. Do all those things and don't fucking text me. Yeah. Leave Isaac alone. Do not text me your thoughts about the podcast. Yeah. Send them to the email or post them on the forum and we will respond there and it'll be great. Right. Uh, and then my social media is all Funzaroni, including my website. You can follow me there. Thank you. How do you spell that? F-U-N-Z-A-R-O-N-I. Funzaroni. Funzaroni. And why is it that? Uh, it's a name I picked ages ago, and now it's too late yeah. to go back. Funzaroni. Uh, you can find me at IsaacSimpson.com. That's my website. Uh, it's a portfolio website, so it's a lot of my work. Uh, in the advertising and journalism and brand creation world but uh, you can also find ways to contact me there Um, and also 
uh, I don't really do socials, but you can find me on Medium. That's probably the best place to, to find me or LinkedIn. I enjoy being LinkedIn. So just LinkedIn Isaac Simpson and you can uh, talk to me there. That's it. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Don't text Isaac. <laughs>